Welcome to the Unbound Healing Podcast. I'm Anne-Marie Garland, nutritional therapist and health coach at Grass-Fed Salsa, and with me is my co-host Michelle Hoover, certified nutritional therapy practitioner and writer of everything you'll find at Unbound Wellness. Here we share everything about overcoming health challenges from autoimmunity to hormone imbalance and more with holistic living, mindset shifts, practical tips, and a real food paleo approach. Remember our disclaimer, the content within this podcast is intended to provide general information and is not to be substituted for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, Michelle. How are you? Doing well. Amazing. How are you? This has been the best day of my life on it. Yeah. No, I was just saying that I wanted it to sound more exciting than it actually was. I'm like, I'm just still, you know, hot over here, busy, but I don't have really any updates right now. Life is just, I'm head down working on a lot of stuff. So I have interesting updates in the future. So my biggest thing that you can always follow me on is the blog where I put out recipes every week there. So there's always something to talk about, which is why I just don't always talk about it on the podcast because it's always something there. And something that I've seen recently that's kind of, that I, I think is worth mentioning. I'll post, you know, if it's like a holiday or something, I'll post like 4th of July, like, Hey, like here's this strawberry rhubarb crisp that's on the blog. And people will be like, Oh, I wish I would have seen this sooner. And usually Like if you're following somebody on Instagram to like get all of their updates, you don't see all their updates like at all. And especially when I'm just like giving away like free recipes that will be helpful for your guys' occasions. It's a bummer to have those be missed and people be like, oh darn, like now I don't have all the ingredients to make that because, you know, when I posted it like three weeks ago, Instagram was just being not as cool and not showing it to you. So just to make sure that you don't miss that you know, free rhubarb crisp recipe and things like that. Um, You know, I make that stuff so you guys can use it and try it and enjoy it. Um, My email list is where I send those things out all the time. So I haven't dropped that in here in a while to just sign up for our newsletters if you're not wanting to miss our free content that we put out. So yeah, I guess that's that's a week update, but it's just something that I see a lot where people are like, do you have a newsletter? Like, how do I make sure that I don't miss your free recipes? Like, yeah. So I send out, I send it out for every recipe. So you don't have to miss it. Perfect. Okay. And for me, my updates, um, Gigi is still eating lots of foods. She's now had pickles she likes to teeth on pickles so she doesn't actually oh, eat it. it like sucks all the juice uh, out i know it has to be a like girl after my own heart oh yes i know so i gave i was eating a bubby's pickle which are hands down the best yeah. and they are actually fermented so there's no vinegar in them no food coloring nothing and i was eating it and loving on it and she saw me loving on it was like i need that in my mouth so i gave her like the end of it so that she could just chew on it and it was like a little teether for her. Uh, and she made no face at first about the like, you know, reaction to the pickle for probably about like five minutes. And that's then so all, funny. And then all of a sudden she like scrunches her face uh, and goes a little like, wait, quiet. She goes, 
like this pitiful <laughs> little cough. It was so funny. So funny. I was like, where did this delayed reaction go- come from, girl? Um, but she likes the pickle. She's had egg yolk, bone broth. Um, we're trying sardines. I'm really excited for that. Zucchini and avocado. That's where we're at right now. So those are like all my favorite foods is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been really fun. Um, I'm yeah. really- She is the absolute cutest thing. I do really, really love her. And one thing that I didn't mention in my Sephora story from last week is I had her with me. And I am not kidding. That girl must be like ridiculously sensitive to whatever is in Sephora because I didn't really particularly smell a lot of fragrances, but she just started screaming after we had been in there for maybe a minute. And as soon as we left, she was fine. Hmm. It's interesting. So I think she, she knows what's good in life. Yeah. Not Sephora. <laughs> no, that Sephora has crazy. its place, but okay. What are you loving this week? So this isn't health related, but it's podcast related. And I always like bringing up podcast stuff on the podcast because you guys listen to podcasts, <laughs> the podcast that I've been binging on recently. And I've been so entertained. It's called reply all. And it's basically a podcast the the shortest way I can explain it is it's internet hijinks explained. Like they dive into like really weird stuff that goes on on the internet, like weird things that happen when you order from Amazon or just like weird stories of, you know, things that happen in internet forums, things that go like really viral and they just like dive crazy deep into it and like trace back the origin stories to these things. And it's like, you learn a lot about, technology and like the digital and it's just so interesting so i've just been geeking out on that like crazy and we say it on here all the time that it's so important to have things other than just health podcasts and just health information that you use for entertainment because it can be just overwhelming and when i was just listening to health podcasts i was like it just constantly felt like everything was wrong with me because i was always hearing about all of it and it changes your mindset a lot, opening your mind up to other things. And we're going to be talking about some mindset stuff for this week. So want to slide into that? Yeah, that was totally relevant. This week, we are talking about busting limiting beliefs and using that for optimizing your health in general, optimizing your healing journey, and then just living a happier, fuller life. So I get a lot, like Anne and I both get a lot of messages. We get a lot of Instagram DMs. We got a lot of comments and emails and we've worked with people one-on-one. So, and then we've worked with ourselves one-on-one. So I'm sure we've seen in ourselves and we've seen in other people, in friends, in clients and just folks on the internet that these limiting beliefs are everywhere that we don't even realize that we have them half the time and they are one of just the main things that can hold us back in a healing journey and get better and just living a full life and we're just constantly walking around with these and we're not even aware so we wanted to bring awareness to them and then talk about 
our own stories and then what you can kind of do about it. So what is a limiting belief? I feel like it's kind of self-explanatory, but we'll say anyway that they're just these beliefs that you have that think about things that hold you back. So like, A, I can't try the AIP diet because I just really don't like vegetables. So I just, I will never be, I'll never be successful with an AIP diet because I don't like coconut or I can never really stick to like a fitness routine because I just don't like to exercise or um, I will never like get that dream job because I just, you know, I'm, I'm just not really social. I feel like you need to be, I feel like I need more connections and that's just not me. So like these beliefs that are holding you back. Um, do you have anything to add to that before I blaze into the? Nope. Good definition. And then why does it matter for autoimmunity and healing? So your beliefs, like I remember I heard this when I was a kid and I thought it was so profound and it's so corny, but it's, it is profound because it's so true. And I feel like we write it off as adults. We write it off as being corny and well, duh, but because we do that, we don't realize it kind of like drinking water and sleeping is really important. And we're like, well, duh, but then we don't do it. (laughs) So we can't, we can't think well, duh, with stuff like this. So it matters because it determines what you can and cannot do. And there's this quote that whether you think you can or you cannot, like you're right. And I th- I'm not gonna, I, I think I know who said that, but I'm not going to say it because if I'm wrong, I'm just gonna look dumb. <laughs> you can Google it and figure it out. Sorry, I didn't Google it before. But um, you can save me from looking dumb if I'm like, um, Han Solo said that because it's, not who said that. (laughs) That's not every way. So (laughs) it determines what you can and cannot do. What you believe about yourself is true. Like if you tell yourself, if you walk out of a doctor's appointment with a functional medicine doctor and say like, I just can't do this. Like this just isn't going to happen. Or if you say like, I just can't find anybody in my area. I can't find something. Like you're already telling yourself what you will and will not do. You're already giving yourself permission to do something or to not do something. So this is foundational. Like before you even really get into a new lifestyle shift, like this needs to be there. And so many people, when they get into a new lifestyle and they find that they're stuck, it's because like that foundation, that base of breaking down those limiting beliefs hasn't even really been stopped. So do you have anything to add to that? No. Nope. So where, where it pops up and like what to look for. So where places that I see this a ton with people is a kind of like limiting beliefs in the comparison trap to where we look at other people that have experienced some sort of success that we are trying or some sort of change have made some sort of change happen. They're at a certain place that we want to get to. And we look at these people and we compare our situation to theirs and we start projecting onto them. Like, well, they have this and I do not. So therefore, like they can complete this and I cannot. And we 
we hear them, whether we know them in person. And I do this still all the time when I see people that have something that I'm trying to accomplish and I just have not yet. And I say like, oh yeah, but they have this and this and that and that. Like think about how many times you say that. It's probably all the time. And I don't think that I ever even noticed that I was doing it until I had people starting to project this stuff onto me like to where I was just like, wait, what? Like I never said that. Um, like you're just kind of projecting this. And then that made me realize, like maybe step back and say like, Oh, I do that too. So I've had people say to me, so I quit my job. I had a full-time career and I, where I worked in an office, I was a manager. I had, you know, the whole, the whole gig I wore, I didn't wear real people pants, but I was about to say I wore business pants. Like, no, I wore a lot of Banana Republic dresses. I went on business trips, like the whole spiel, office job. And I left that. And now I am mostly home doing, you know, making paleo cookies. Like I made a big change in my life. And there are a lot of people that want to make changes like that. But I've had people tell me in real life, online, things like that. People say like, oh, well, it's easier for you because your husband takes care of you. So you can, it's easier for you to do that. I'm like, I can't do that because like my husband wouldn't do that for me. Um, and you can because your husband does. I was like, back up a minute. Like, when did I ever say that? like my husband takes, because like, if you work, if you have a marriage where you're plenty of people do that, and I mean, it's 112% fine. Like there are lots of people that they're in a marriage or a relationship and it's like, Hey, I'm trying to start my business. We're just going to live off of one salary right now. That's fine. There's no shame in that. But people were telling me that that's what I was doing. And they're like, well, I, I don't do, I can't do that. So therefore I cannot accomplish what you accomplished. I'm like, wait, but that's not how I did it. Like, I didn't, we didn't live off of one salary. Like I had to wait until I could build up my salary and my business um, to what it was in my full-time job before I left my full-time job. And that was like a ton of blood, sweat, and tears um, doing that while I was still at a full-time job. And I'm still at a part-time job, still trying to, you know, gain more stability in my business. So it's like, and that hurt when people were telling me like, oh, well, you did this because it's easier for you. It's not as easy for me. And yeah, my husband gives me a ton of support, but like, that it's not that kind of support. Like I was still very adamant about doing things this way because he has savings goals as well. And I don't know, the financial piece is not important. I'm just using that as an example that people were telling me like, oh, well you did this. Um, and I can't do that. It's like, well, I never said that. So, you know, people told me that and I had those conversations in real life and it was a little awkward. Be like, oh, well, not exactly though, but and it's the same thing with health. Like I'll have people say like, oh, well, it was easier for you to do this because X, Y, Z. It's like, well, no, like I didn't ever have that. So it's been really interesting having people coming to me saying like, well, it's easier for you because blank. It's like, well, that's not even true. Like think about that. How many times you look at people and say it's easier for them to heal autoimmunity because they were already pretty healthy to begin with, or they already ate a healthy diet to begin with, or they just have way more financial resources than me, or 
all of this stuff. Like we look at people and we assume these things and a lot of the time they're not even true. So we're creating these limiting beliefs off of this fake comparison trap that isn't even real. Like we're just assuming these things where we're comparing ourselves to other people and I need to stop doing it so much because yeah. Do you, what are your thoughts on that? Yes. Now I would say that, okay, going back to the energy, the crystals episode with Sarah Small is yeah. our mindset has such an effect on our reality and the thoughts that we put out into the universe have a, you know, have an impact on that as well. And while I don't think that it's at all helpful, like I don't think that you can just manifest something to happen if it's not realistic. And I do think that your thoughts and the energy that you put out there needs to be based around some form of reality, but stretching yourself beyond what you're comfortable with and what you're able to deal with right now is good in helping um, helping that growth actually happen and that change yeah. actually happen. And this has been something that I've seen in my business so many different times where when I started actually writing down my goals for each month, as soon as I put it on paper and as soon as I said it aloud and started talking about it with my husband, the changes started happening. And it was insane that like things that I was doing outwardly weren't all that different and weren't showing me that they weren't, I wasn't doing some particular change. I wasn't putting some change in, into motion um, with the thought that like, this is going to get me to my goal. But then the goal followed shortly after because of that. And I think a lot of it has to do with the thoughts that we're putting out there. So if you are comparing yourself to somebody else and being like, I can't do that. Why can't I have that? That is a negative thought. That's not going to be leading you closer to your goal. So instead of looking at somebody as competition, look at them as inspiration. And yeah. for the most part, if you're comparing yourself to somebody else, you guys both have the same mission. And if yeah. it's not a selfish mission, if it is not the mission of, I guess I shouldn't say that this is selfish because financials are a part of everybody's life. But if it's not yeah. something that's just like focused on me, like, um, okay. So like being in, in the health industry, my goal is not necessary. My bottom line goal is not necessarily to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. It's to help as many people as I can while being able to financially support my family. And there's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with having a financial goal attached to it, but that financial goal is only going to benefit me and my family. Whereas the main mission of my business is to help as many people as I can and get the infra information out to as many first. people as I can. Exactly. Yeah. And so when you look at other people who also have that same mission, they are not your competition. You guys both have the same goal and there's a place for both of you in that world. For sure. Right. So Amen. stopping the comparison and instead focusing on positivity and what you can do to help reach your goal and looking at them as inspiration for that. I saw it was a, you know, this gorgeous model on Instagram who was, and I saw a comment on there that said it was, you know, I don't want to say exactly what it said because it's pretty triggering what she said. And she tagged her friend of was saying like, oh, we'll never get to the, like, I'm just going to give up now. I'm going to do the such and such thing so I could get to where she is. And her friend wrote back. She's like, no, she's like our motivation. Like somebody, you know, who has reached these goals um, is, you know, what we're, it's motivation. It's not like, oh, we can never do what she did 
or like we can just like, well, she just has better this and that. Like we'll just never be able to do that. So I was like, I love that. Their friend like said that like in a pub and it had like tons of likes on Instagram. Yay. That's awesome. I know it was really great because it's like you so often see these things like, ugh, I'm just going to go like not eat for a year and then maybe I'll look like that. And then, you know, it's like, no, no, that's not a great thing to say. (laughs) Not a great thing to think. Um, and then something else, I talk about this all the time, um, but backing up and looking at your own limiting beliefs and thinking about the bigger picture. And for me, I know that a lot of my limiting beliefs have, that are just kind of random. Um, I've definitely backed up a lot and looked at kind of my, my family lineage and epigenetics. And so what you're, the way that we evolve and continue to survive and thrive as human beings is that we learn things that are going to hurt us and going to threaten our survival and we adapt. Um, and a lot of the time, so if, you know, you have a limiting belief of, uh, like I will never find a good relationship. Like I will never, um, be in a good, I will never have financial stability. I will never reach this diet goal. So if you have that limiting belief, a lot of it can go back to, um, or I will never be able to rock climb or something like that. Um, it goes back to often can go back to what something that your grandparents or ancestors were dealing with and it manifests into something that doesn't necessarily even make a lot of sense. Like that limiting belief doesn't make a ton of sense. Like something for me is that, so I struggled a lot with, um, when we talked about disordered eating, I was a lot more on the, binge cycle rather than like restrict and like a limiting belief that I always used to have was like, well, I need to eat a lot of food. Like I feel like I'll not, I'm not going to be able to eat or like I was afraid that I was going to like get allergic to this stuff. And I was always afraid of like losing food. And then I think back and it's like, well, I also had grandparents that were like in the Holocaust and not able to eat durable diets for years. And like, that was a limiting belief that I had of like, oh, like I will never be able to eat normally. Like I will never, like, that's something that I, I, because I, I had such bad food aversions and like the binging and I was like, I'll never be able to eat normally. I'll never be able to eat. Like that would just all, and it's like, where did that come from? Because I grew up in a family that it, grew up in a family that was not like that of like, okay, so where did that come from? And a lot of like really just write down your limiting beliefs and like back it up. And so often we can look back to, it's really just like a protective thing or trauma that is sticking with us for so long. So these random limiting beliefs that we just don't understand. Um, it's really interesting. The book that I always recommend for that is, is called, it didn't start with you. And that's what the book is pretty much all about. Um, people that have some sort of, like they have people in there who were having failed marriages or financial issues. And then they would back it up and be like, Oh, like my marriage is like, I, I am checking out of my marriage at this, the age of like, 31 or something because my great grandma, her husband died at 31 and she never remarried. So she just like checked out 
And then it's like, that was one of the stories in there where she was like, I've just checked out on my marriage. I'm done. And then she figured that out and was like, oh my gosh, like I'm like inheriting that trauma. Like we inherit like the way that our parents look, the way that our ancestors look, like we inherit like all of that stuff. So all of the beliefs that we have, it could be not even our own. And then when we back up and think of that, I'm like, this isn't even mine. Then it's that gives it, it, it really is like, this is so, there was one, my mom sent me a video cause she knows I'm obsessed with this, but it was like just this Facebook video with like bad stock music in the background, but it was talking about how they were doing, um, uh, studies with mice, how mice were running through a maze and like they had parents going through this maze, the mice parents going through this maze. And, you know, they later had babies and like the babies of the mice parents who had like gone through the maze before were more accustomed to it than the babies that parents didn't. So it's like, yes, I've seen that same study. And like about all of this. It's crazy to me because like what we're talking about here is something called epigenetics, which are genes that are essentially like turned on or off Mm -hmm. because of an environmental trigger. And the interesting thing here is like we are, our genetics are part of our ancestors and epigenetics. So like we're inheriting their environmental genetics, which is just like absolutely insane and kind of scary. But also I I saw somebody talking about this recently about what they do in this case when they know that this fear is something that is, or whatever it may be, when it's not their own and they talk about reality. So they they do it as like a journal exercise and they answer these questions like, why do I feel this way? What is the reality behind me feeling this way? And they can kind of see that like, maybe it's something that yeah. they're doing. It's not always about like the other person or the circumstances or whatever. It's, it's something from their past or from their ancestors. past. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the times it like, they're just really, it's easier to solve than we make it out to be. So mm-hmm. do we want to talk about some of our own limiting beliefs and kind of sure. how like, how that's held us back. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. So many. <laughs> I feel like the most relevant one for what really was a game changer for me with my health was I was so obsessed with grains. Like every meal I had was grains and half of my meals had ketchup in them. And I did not want to eat things like avocado or like healthy fat. And I did not want to eat protein, like any animal protein. Like I was just eating chicken and nuggets and like maybe I would eat some grilled chicken like every once in a while. And this is me all the way up until like just a you know few years ago. And I would never be able to fully commit to, and I, like I knew that the diet piece was so important. You know, this was several years into my Hashimoto's journey. And it's like, I knew like the diet is so important, but I cannot give up grains and I just cannot eat meat. Like I just cannot, I can't do it. And I would tell myself that over and over and over and over again. And it's like, I just took on this identity of like, I'm just going to be the sick person. Like I'm just going to be like the person who has Hashimoto's and like, that's just going to be my life. Like I just held on to that so much. And that was the thing. Like once I busted that, um, 
you know, like I cannot like live a full life. I cannot have fun. I cannot enjoy food unless it's a grain. Like once I busted that belief, like that is one of the main things that changed my life with my health. What about you? Yeah, I talked about one of mine earlier with just the like financial stability of my my company. And when I was in a job that I wasn't super happy with and wanting to transition into a part-time job in interior design, it was once I, what really changed was when I started looking at my business and being like, okay, if I need to, I need to save up a certain number of months income so that I have like a buffer if this doesn't work out with a part-time job. And so I figured out what that dollar amount was. I wrote it down and I wrote down all the different ways that I could reach that. How many clients would I need to have every month? Um, like if I needed affiliate commission, anything like that. And this was like maybe two years ago. It was actually really like right around the time that I met you. So I don't know how long ago that was a year and a half ago. And I wrote all of this out and, um, just started working towards like what I needed to do. And as soon as I wrote down, okay, this is the number of clients that I want every month. It started happening. Like, I'm not kidding. Like the next day I started getting emails from that number of people and then signing them up as clients really shortly after. Um, so that was like, to me, probably the biggest limiting belief that I've actually had and kind of solved. And then one that I'm currently struggling with, I'm trying to think if there's anything that I'm, it's kind of like on the forefront of my mind. I guess one that I'm struggling with and I don't know if it's going to change is being pregnant again. I don't, I would love for my daughter to have a sibling and to raise a kid, I loved the later phases of pregnancy. You know, I loved carrying her with me and having her be with me all the time. I loved my belly. I loved the changes, everything. But the first trimester into the second trimester was so difficult for me. Yeah. And you had a rough time. Yeah. And really, really rough time. And my exhaustion throughout all of pregnancy, I just don't know how I could do that again. Mm -hmm. um, with a child. And that's probably my biggest limiting belief because the thing is just because you've had that type of a pregnancy before doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to have it again. We don't know that it's genetic. We don't know any of that. And so I, I could have a great pregnancy. I could have a baby in a different way. You know, we could adopt, we could foster. Like there are all these other options, but for some reason I can't get past that right now. Even though I do have baby fever, my baby is giving me baby fever. <laughs> yeah. I can't, um, I can't get past that. So that's like a limiting belief that I'm, that I have right now. And that I, I, I don't know that I'm necessarily like actively trying to work through it, but it, maybe it is something. I don't know. Yeah. So I have, I have the same limiting belief too, um, of being able to get pregnant. We have not tried, but I've just had so many things like my mom had miscarriages and I am still struggling with estrogen dominance and I'm continuing to work through it and it's getting better, but it's just a consistent issue for me ever since I started going through puberty, I was going through estrogen dominance and it's just consistently pops up. So there's, yeah, it's hard. And that's just something that 
I constantly have to pray about to where it's like, I, I do, I will just be like, well, I can't even see myself like getting pregnant, having a child. Like I don't even see myself doing that. I constantly have to pray about that of like, that is not, that is not something that I need to be thinking. And I'm very open to adoption and we do want to adopt. Um, but biological children is something that I do really, really want, but I do have a big limiting belief around it, but we're not actively trying at this point. So I'm not focusing on it as much, (laughs) but I think a bigger limiting belief that I have right now that I've talked to my husband about, um, is along the financial lines, obviously, of course, number one goal is with our businesses and what we do is just to help people. But after that, like when I'll often talk about financials, it's like, oh, I don't really want, like, okay, I want, I want to help people. Like number one, like I want to reach people, like I'm accomplishing that goal. But after that, it's like, yeah, I want to do all that. But mm, like, I don't really want like a boat. Like I don't really want like a house bigger than this. Like I don't really need more than this. And it's like, when I think that way, then you know, I don't make the money moves to get past where I'm at now. So I'm constantly having to check in with myself. It's a very, very hard balance. And I think that, you know, this is not a financial podcast, but I think that everybody could relate to that. There's a very big balance between wanting to be prosperous and then not wanting to be like, feel, feel guilty with the amount of money that you have. So that's a big thing that I'm dealing with right now. So, but yeah, I'm still just in the mode of, let me just grow my business and help a lot of people with it. But it, it can, especially since my business is built off of giving away free content. Mm -hmm. I mean, back up and think, okay, so if you're giving away everything for free, how do you make money? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there are ways there are ways you can still do it but it's it's not as easy as like i'm only going to sell 500 dollars courses and that is all i will do it's just very different so yeah that's stuff and that, that's just vulnerability hour from both of us that it's like we have not busted through all of our limiting beliefs the the goal of this the talking about this is not like by the end of the hour you will have busted through all of your limiting beliefs it's not that it's that you we, we still struggle with this stuff too but we have things that we busted through how is it that we did that you want me to start sure so Number one thing for me with busting through my limiting beliefs of not being able to commit to a diet without grains and not being able to eat protein is that I was focusing on what I could not have. That's all that was in my head. Um, I started focusing on what I could have. It's all goes back to that same principle of gratitude of focusing on what you're grateful for rather than focusing on what you're not. And that's another well duh thing, but that means we don't think about it if we're just saying well duh. So it's important um, to know that. So I fo- that's a big reason why I got into recipe development because I love food so much and I wanted to create these options for myself. Like I wanted to make, I wanted to have an ice cream sandwich again. I wanted to have lasagna again. I wanted to have, um, oatmeal. Like I wanted to have all of these things again. And that's why I became a recipe developer, but that's also why I put them out for you guys. So you can focus on what you can have as well. Um, 
So I, I think that's so important, focusing on what you can eat rather than what you cannot. And in that same category, focusing on what you will have with your health. Like if you have these limiting beliefs of, uh, you know, I cannot commit to this lifestyle because it's too hard, um, focusing on what you can have and then focusing on like what you will be able to do, like how your life will change, how you will feel. Um, that was so huge. It's like, yeah, I can't go out and eat pizza right now, but I feel clear headed. I feel you know, happier. I don't feel fatigued and I can go home and make myself a modified pizza if I really want. So obviously that's health focused and not so much. I'll come back to you when I figure out the financial stuff and the baby stuff. When I figure that out, I'll come back. (laughs) That applies more so towards the health stuff, which is what we even talk about here. So focusing on like what you can have and like what this change will be able to offer you like when people ask me like, okay, how did you do it? Like that, when it comes back down to it, that is the basics of what I did it. But what I did, what I really thought about, but as far as how you apply it personally, it's like, okay, so that's the principle. How do I apply that into my own life? That's something that like, I can't tell you exactly how to do for yourself or I can tell you how I did it for me and it may not work for you. Um, that stuff that I just said that may be like, okay, I know that, but I still can't move past just knowing it. Um, what works for you is totally different. And that's why some of these mindset things are so hard to talk about because everybody thinks so differently and is in a different frame of mind. So I struggle with answering those questions for people of like, okay, but how exactly do I do it? Because exactly it looks different for everyone. So honestly, like working one-on-one with like a therapist or a coach is so huge, or even just like getting a book and like really thinking about it for your life, like really like, okay, think step back and be like, okay, here's this book with all these principles. How do I apply this to my life? Um, our friend Kara Halderman is doing mindset coaching. She's an amazing resource. Um, Meg Dahl, who we've had on the podcast before, she does. She's a nutritionist, but she does a lot of mindset work within that. So there are so many people out there, and there's so many resources to help you make it work for you because that is the most important part. That you're going to have to find a way to apply it to yourself, but. I can't sit here on a podcast that like thousands of people hear and then just say like, oh, here's, here's how you do it because it's different for everybody. So those are the principles that I can say can easily apply. But as far as like actually for me thinking about that and then thinking like, okay, here's what I can have. Here's what I will be able to do. Um, thinking about that and then finding better options for what I could have. And then finally committing long enough to experience what the health piece, like what the better health piece actually found like, felt like, like those were enough to motivate me, but some people need more motivation. What about Uh, you? The only thing I would add there is about just what you tell yourself. So you, well, okay. You talk about that, like what you tell yourself, but also um, how you put that out into the into the universe. And again, yeah. this is kind of a, a repetitive, like repetition of what I've already said here, but like writing things down and making sure that you're not, you're not constantly 
putting yourself down or putting these negative energy, this negative energy out into the world and starting to ask for what you want. So rather than believing that there is all this negative, um, like these negative things are going to happen in your life or you can't do something or whatever that belief may be, start thinking the opposite of it. Start thinking about the positivity and telling yourself that it's actually true and it actually can happen. And maybe what you have to do in order to truly believe that is to start telling yourself that you're intuitive and that you truly, for whatever reason, like it may seem totally crazy and like it could never work for you, but for some reason you just believe it. And I think that that can be really powerful for people is to kind of like against all odds. I I still believe that at some point in my life, this is going to happen to me and what I want is actually going to come around And, you know, maybe you need to put in a lot of hard work in order to make that thing happen, but it is possible. And one thing that I would say, like an exercise that you could do if you can't afford to talk to like a therapist about this, because I do know that coaching can be expensive and cost prohibitive for someone is to start doing a journaling exercise where you, you start writing down what these negative beliefs are and what is holding you back. And then at the end of your journaling session, tearing those up. So being like, this is not serving me. This is not helping me reach my goals. So I'm going to tear them up and replace them with something positive. So replacing them with a mantra about what you do want to happen rather than focusing on what you're scared is going to be a reality. Yeah. Amen. Are we done? I think that's all the stuff that I had. We talked a lot about busting through our own busting through things then we talked about some things we're still dealing with so busting yeah through (laughs) so Um, meal of the week um your turn i just got from natural grocers some watermelon wonder uh kombucha which i have vanna whiting over here for michelle (laughs) it is amazing on your instagram oh my god it's so good i literally like i kept going to the kombuchas at whole foods in austin and natural grocers and it was never there and i was so Mm -hmm. bummed i even told james about he's like why do you keep looking over here not grabbing anything i'm like because they don't have watermelon wonder and i walked in today with james and Gigi, and i literally was like (gasps) like ran over to it. Knocking people over. Seriously. <laughs> like Eagle Eye spotted it right from the entry and like oh, busted wow. over there to grab it. I could not believe that it was here in Wichita, Kansas and it was not in Austin. So oh, Wichita one, Austin zero. It's the best. Um, it's really good. It's like watermelon, cherry, and it for some reason kind of has like a hint of a green juice flavor to it. So it sort of has like kind of an earthy taste, but it tastes like Starburst and it's amazing. I bought them out, which was only three bottles, (laughs) but I did. And they were also only $1.99. I saw. It's so funny because I saw, I got the email. So we're pre-recording this. So this isn't happening right now anymore. Maybe, I don't know, but I got the email. I was like, Hey, there's, you know, here's a, this, deal and then I saw you talking about it and like right after I saw the email and then I went on Instagram and there you were it's like she got the email it was funny talk about manifestation and all being right right in the world right (laughs) Right? Paul and I are connected 
Um, so it's not really a meal, but it is really tasty. I will accept that answer. And it's a new flavor. And so start asking for it at your local natural grocers and maybe you guys can, can get it there. I love that. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, we would love for you guys to join our Facebook group, to join us on the social media. We are both Instagram, Facebook, all of those things, visit our blogs, all the other stuff. This is just one of the many things that we do. So we hope to see you at all of the other venues that we show up at. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Unbound Healing Podcast. Be sure to subscribe in iTunes and leave us a review. Until next time, you can find more from me, Anne, at grassfedsalsa.com and more from Michelle at unboundwellness.com. We'll see you next week. Bye.